1: news time right now eight you're listening to WGNS again on this Tuesday morning today the 17th of May and in studio with us this morning from the Rutherford County Library System Katie Turner and Emily Garrett how are both y'all doing this morning
2: good morning good yeah we're doing great
1: so y'all are with the youth service department there at the library and uh, one of the items you will be discussing is the summer reading program
2: Yes, we are getting very, very close to summer reading. Um, Registration actually starts this coming Monday, the 23rd, and you can come into the branch or get online. Um, Links are all on our our rclstn.org website, and you can sign up for the summer reading program, which kicks off officially on May 31st, right after Memorial Day.
1: So, Will there be contests for kids and everything for, I guess, the number of books they read or which books they read?
2: Yeah, we're encouraging everybody to read um, either 600 minutes or 40 books, uh, whichever makes more sense. Obviously, you know, as an adult, 40 books might be a little bit challenging. (laughs) So 600 minutes or 40 books. And uh, once you've completed reading those, you can come in and get a prize and there are different prizes for children and adults too
1: okay and i'm I'm guessing you have different books for each grade levels picked out or suggested or is it just open
3: no no it's completely open you can read whatever you would like it doesn't have to be a library book it can be something that you have on your own shelf it can be um, an audiobook an ebook it can be graphic novels it can be picture books anything it's completely open
1: and and again what age groups is this open for? Zero to 99. All ages. So some kids will be 99. Will <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good, that's good. Uh, so again this has been going on for for years now within the local library system yeah. uh, originally starting at just Lineball which was the first library I guess for Rutherford mm-hmm. County. But is this going to be at all the branches?
2: Um, Yes and no. So every branch is participating sort of to some capacity. Uh, The Technology Engagement Center here in Murfreesboro um, has their own schedule that you can see online. Um, But as far as the Oceans of Possibility Summer Reading Program goes um, Linebaugh, Smyrna, MGL Branch at Patterson Park, and Eagleville are all participating.
1: Okay, and again, we're talking about the Rutherford County Library System and the Summer Reading Program. With us today, Katie Turner and Emily Garrett, and again, 600 minutes or or 40 books, 40 yep. books. Okay, yeah, uh, it, it, it sounds like a lot.
2: It does, <sighs> except that when you um, when you come into the library, it tends what we tend to see is kids will pick out like five or six books a piece. So you've got a family walking out the door with like 20, 30 books. Um, so yeah, 40 no longer seems like a, a daunting number. <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: and and how easy is it to go about getting your library card so that, you know, you can bring your kids there and they can check out books.
3: Um, the process doesn't take very long. You can talk to circulation and, um, If you're a resident of the area, you just need an ID and a proof of your address. And if everything's current on your driver's license, that's all you need to um, sign up for a library card. But we just wanna remind everybody, you don't have to have a library card to participate in any of our programs. All of our programs are free and open to the public. Um, The library card allows you to check out our materials. But other than that, you don't have to have one to come participate.
1: Okay, and so what are some of the the prizes for the different books that the kids read?
2: So there um, there are a couple of prizes. Um, I don't want to say, every branch does it a little bit differently, so we've all got different offerings. But um, for, for Linebaugh, it's a coupon, and then some other uh, toys and, and gift-type things. And then for adults, it's either a Target or Kroger gift card um, and a coupon as
1: well. Okay, and in the past, how many kids typically participate in the program? So, pre COVID,
2: um, you know, because everything is sort of judged on this pre COVID, post COVID. Um, So, pre COVID, we were looking at like 3,000 people participating. Um, Last year, our numbers were still pretty good. Um, We did a hybrid program and had a mix of in person programs and virtual options for those who were comfortable with whichever, you know, whatever worked for them um this year all of our programs are in person again so we're expecting um quite a bigger crowd this year
1: are you seeing a lot of people return to the library now that COVID has slowed down for the most part
2: yeah yeah our story times especially were very well attended um this year
1: so with the story time will that be taking place all throughout the summer
3: Yes. Um, so our first day for story times is June first, And we're going to have two story times for our summer reading program. So that's going to be on Wednesdays. And that's going to be at 4pm to catch our afternoon crowd. And then we'll have the same exact story time, um, just at a different time on Thursday mornings at 10am to catch our morning crowd.
1: Okay, so Wednesdays and Thursdays all throughout the summer? Yeah, yes. through um, through the middle of July. Okay. Yeah. So, June and July, the, the summer reading will be there. You're going to host a, a reader, I guess, a different reader each time? Well, um, Emily and I actually do the story times. So, you'll and be the official storytellers? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, and that, again, is free. You know, yes.
2: All of our programs are free. Um, the only thing is, some of our programs require advanced registration. Um, so, like our father daughter tea party uh, that happens on. Um, Saturday, June 18th, that's just in time for Father's Day. And so we have our father-daughter tea party every year, and that's from 10 to noon. Um, And this year we're having a mermaid theme because the the summer reading theme is Oceans of Possibility, so we're gonna have Ariel out to read some stories and do some games and songs, and it should be really, really fun. But, so that event requires advanced registration, which you can do by going online to our calendar or by giving us a call. At Lineball Library. And then the Ocean in a Jar teen event is also by registration, and that's on July 9th. And then our interactive 80s pirate movie, which we're not allowed to say uh-huh. <laughs> the name of for uh, licensing purposes, but our interactive 80s pirate movie is July 16th. And that's also for teens. And so again, all of those you can register for online on our calendar or um, by giving us a call at youth services at Linebaugh.
1: And the purpose obviously is to get kids more involved in reading and uh, you know, get them active, I guess, in the library again after COVID and all that fun stuff. Uh, but what What is the ocean in a jar?
2: Ocean in a jar, that is um, something that our other youth services assistant is uh, prepping. Um, so Elizabeth could speak more to that. Um, but I, I believe it's what it sounds like. It's an ocean in a jar that you put together. And it's, um, I think, kind of stem-based as to how the liquids mix and make it look like waves inside
3: yeah that's
1: one of our tween teen events okay and i'm sure there's some kids in rutherford county who have actually never seen the ocean that, that is very possible yeah <laughs> i have i have a friend that I, I
2: went to high school with that had never been to the ocean and i that just blew my mind but yeah that landlocked <laughs>
3: <You know? laughs> well the goal is to make uh the youth services section uh as Uh, festive as possible with all our ocean decor so hopefully that's fun even if they've never had the opportunity to go yes (laughs)
2: bringing a bit of ocean to the library we're going to sort of transform the the children's space in the next week or so into uh, pirate ships and some palm trees and a kelp forest and yeah, underwater
1: areas and then the uh, <laughs> father-daughter event that is coming up tell us more about that
2: yeah so that's an annual event um that we always have that saturday before father's day um and uh, fathers and daughters come out together and a lot of them dress up and um and it's uh, it's not necessarily formal, but it, you know, they tend to kind of treat it that way. And we have snacks and, uh, tea and a couple other drinks, juice boxes and things for the kids that aren't, uh, interested in tea and, um, and yeah, we have, we have games and songs and stories and, um, a craft. And so it's a, it's a good time uh, from are, 10 to noon.
1: Are, are kids sometimes surprised at all the different stuff, you know, that the library has, I mean, because it's much more than just books these days.
3: Yeah, I mean, and especially some of the younger kids that they were, you know, two, three in, you know, 2020, when everything hit, they're coming back into the library, and they're just like the wonder in their eyes, like, all the people and, but yes, I think, um, even parents themselves are surprised at how much the library, especially youth services have to offer. Um, We have the story times and we have STEM events planned for summer reading. So, um, Hopefully, yeah, we we have a lot to offer more than just checking out books.
1: And of course, throughout COVID, a lot of folks visited the library online when in the past they may not have done that. So I think some of your services, your your offerings online have grown quite a bit throughout COVID or or just gotten even better because of COVID. It's almost like just like businesses, they were pushed to move a lot of stuff online.
2: Yeah. Um it said last year we did a hybrid program and so we had um, some virtual expe- uh, expeditions that we were offering and, um, and our performers were online. All of those will be in person this year, um, except a couple of our STEM events are still virtual. Um, so we'll, we're going to have uh, the Tennessee Aquarium uh, live with us on uh, June 1st at 10 a.m. And so we'll have a, a Zoom link that we put out um, widely too for all of our patrons so they can join in from home and then we'll also have that projected at the library so you can come in and, and um, speak with the, the people from Tennessee Aquarium. They're presenting a shaping our oceans. So they're
1: they're actually going to be at the library or are they going to be at the aquarium?
2: They're going to be at the aquarium. Yeah. Um, they had two options and I felt that, um, having them there with the animals, uh, would give us a better idea of what, you know, what the ocean creatures actually look like in their
1: environment. So it's, it's one of the biggest aquariums I I would say in Tennessee.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They were, they worked with us last year as well. And they've, they've been a good partner.
1: Again with us this morning, Katie Turner and Emily Garrett from the Rutherford County Library System talking about some of the different summer programs. Now, are there going to be any types of summer camps in addition to the summer reading program? And I know you mentioned uh, just different events coming up, but are there summer camps geared towards reading and and literature?
2: Uh, That I can't speak to. Um, I know... um we have shifted some of our events to be in the afternoon to kind of allow for those who go to other day camps or things in the mornings. Um, So we're going to have, uh, like Emily mentioned, the afternoon story times on Wednesdays at four, and then we're going to have an afternoon book club um, on Thursdays at four. That is a read aloud book club to kind of catch those who are a little bit older, uh, you know, than the, the, preschool story time crowd Um, so those like mid-grade readers can come and we'll read a book together um, that's a a chapter book over the period of the the six
1: weeks have you found that kids who you know spent a lot of time i guess really doing school from home throughout COVID, coming back to the library having some problems reading or or kind of reading on level to where they should be
3: um i think that the Each individual family can probably speak better to that. But I have heard from a lot of our patrons that, yes, there has been a challenge of getting Kids of all ages back into reading, whether they were young and learning to read at the start of COVID, or whether they're a teenager now and just, you know, losing motivation because of just all the, you know, the hecticness of that period of time. Um, but I think that we've also seen a lot of growth again. People coming back, kids getting excited again about reading. And um, I mean, there's so many different kinds of books. We have graphic novels for those reluctant readers, and different kinds of leveled readers for kids that need, um, you know, a little extra help. So I, we have a lot to offer in the in the realm of like supporting that early literacy, and then literacy later on, like in your teen years. So. Um, We still see people very excited about reading but of course there there may be some challenges because of just that period of time
1: and and as we close out this segment because we do have more guests from the local library system coming on the air in just a few minutes but as we close out this section again the summer reading program how do parents go about signing their kids up and and how do people get involved
2: Yeah. So um, you can go ahead online right now um, to rclstn.org and navigate to our summer readings tab, summer reading program tab. And um, that has the link to go ahead and sign up. And then starting May 23rd, this next Monday, you can come into the branch and sign up and we'll give you a reading log on paper. And you can pick up our calendar, which is in in, uh, the branch as well and online. Um, And then the the program kicks off officially on may 31st with our big kickoff party from 10 to noon and we'll have ariel out for that as well to do some ocean yoga and crafts and raffle prizes and um
1: just a big big party I, i'm not familiar with ocean yoga so ocean yoga only yeah. mermaids do that i she, guess. Yeah. <laughs> yes okay yes. <laughs> again with us this morning katie turner and emily garrett from the rutherford county library system and the website if parents want to learn more is what RCLSTN.org. Sounds good. Well, thank you for joining us this morning.
3: Thank
4: you. Thank for you.
1: Us. Time right now, 8 30. Stay with us. Another check on the forecast and the traffic, and then more news and information coming up.
4: Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City, inviting your family to come do business with my family, Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. If you're a pet lover, come see us at Animal City. We have 8,000 square feet of pet products and pets for you to enjoy. Here at Animal City, we carry a full line of pet products to help your pets stay healthy, happy, and well. Animal City is Murfreesboro's longest running and only family operated pet store. Come see us at Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. We'll see sunny
5: skies here this afternoon, high in the mid-80s. Northwest winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, partly cloudy, alone here, 59. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 54.
6: Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. One of the places I love to eat out the most and still be able to do so and maintain a healthy weight is at Demas's. You can get those options on the menu online at www.demasrestaurants.com. You can make the decisions that you wanna make before you come in. We have options ranging from grilled chicken to fish. You can get it with a side of green beans or spinach or even zucchini. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner at Demas's.
4: Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com.
6: Good morning. Still quite a bit of traffic volume, but it's moving 24 up through the Hickory Hollow area as you head towards Nashville. 41 between Laverne and Smyrna has picked up with that traffic volume. Just give yourself extra time out here slow it down. We've seen a ton of radar in the last couple of hours out here up and down. 24, especially uh, going through Coffee County. Hey, Gatlinburg Wine Cellar is home of the world-famous cotton candy wine. Check them out at gatlinburgwinecellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck, your on-time traffic.
1: Talk with the police chief, the mayor, and other local leaders about issues that concern you.
0: The Action Line with Bart Walker. Weekdays at 810 on WGNS. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSradio.com.
1: News time right now 8:32 we have more information and more news from the Rutherford County Library System coming your way in just a minute But first, we wanted to catch you up to date on all the local news stories in the Rutherford County area. And by the way, you can always go to our website to catch the latest in news at WGNSRadio.com. Well, in the news today, the Murfreesboro City Council will meet in a special session at 4 o'clock this coming Thursday. That will be in the council chambers at the City Hall all for the purpose of reviewing the proposed fiscal year 2023 budget. According to the proposed annual budget documents, and I quote, the city's total budgeted amount for fiscal year 23 is $573 million, including proprietary funds and internal transfers, along with the city's general fund budget, which is $245.9 million, That is a 10.7% increase from the previous fiscal year. Now of this, half of the increase is due to $12.1 million budgeted in one-time American Rescue Plans Act, which is known as the ARPA funds, and another 30% of the increase is $7.1 million carried forward from the fiscal year 22 budget. Now, several days after the special session, the City Council will conduct a public hearing during its regular meeting at 6 p.m. on May 26, all to consider first reading of the fiscal year 23 budget ordinance and proposed tax rate. You can read more about that story on our website at wgnsradio.com. In other local news, a murder case that dates back to April 9th, 2020, will make its way to the Rutherford County Circuit Courtroom of Judge Barry Tidwell next month on June 20th. Defendant James Eugene Evans III is facing a charge of second-degree murder. Rutherford County District Attorney Jennings Jones told WGNS about the shooting that occurred two years ago. Officers with the Murfreesboro Police Department responded to a residence on North Rutherford Boulevard in response to a shooting resulting in the death of Mr. Stephen Lopez Jr. Detective Richard Presley with the Murfreesboro Police Department has charged Mr. James E. Evans III with the second-degree murder of Mr. Lopez Jr. Mr. Evans waived his right to a preliminary hearing and bound his case over to the grand jury. In March of last year, the Rutherford County grand jury returned a true bill against Mr. Evans. 30-year-old Stephen R. Lopez Jr., who lived in Cannon County, was shot and killed while in Murfreesboro. Lopez was shot while at a home in the 1100 block of North Rutherford Boulevard. Evans, who turned 30 this past April, remains behind bars at the Rutherford County Adult Detention Center in Murfreesboro. Evans has remained behind bars since his arrest on April 12th of 2020, just three days after the death of Mr. Lopez on April 9th of 2020. Again, the DA told WGNS that Evans will appear in court for trial on June 20th. In other stories, is it fact or fiction? With today's media commentary, here's Dr. Larry Burris from the MTSU School of Journalism.
6: In the Tragedy Hamlet, William Shakespeare cleverly devises a play within a play in an attempt to catch a murderer. For the theatergoer, it's important to keep the play, as a kind of reality itself, separate from the fictional play the Prince of Denmark devises to trap his uncle similarly, creating alternative realities within real life is nothing new. For example, in the early years of television, Edward R. Murrow participated in a series called You Are There. The news program purported to take viewers back in time to see events that had occurred earlier, and viewers seemed to understand they were not seeing history, but a fictionalized account of what transpired at, say, the Boston Tea Party. Unfortunately, As new technologies have made it easy to blur the line between fact and fiction, many in the public seem to have a hard time distinguishing truth and falsity. So for a moment, forget all the current conspiracy theories about vaccines and voters. What about the moon landings? There are people today who don't believe we actually went to the moon. They believe it was all a hoax. That would be funny if it weren't for the fact that almost anyone can easily create what appears to be reality. What used to take millions of dollars and rooms full of equipment can be accomplished today with a few hundred dollars and a laptop computer. So, is that scene on a street corner, or even in an office, an accurate representation of what actually went on? Or is it someone's impression of what went on? Or even worse, were those images completely fabricated? News departments today are having a hard time convincing the public they're presenting a truthful, balanced account of the day's events without them getting bogged down in recreating reality. And those distinctions between truth and fiction must be maintained. I'm Larry Burris.
1: And again, that is a commentary that you can listen to on our website, wgnsradio.com. And as we close out the local news, a Murfreesboro man was robbed at gunpoint in one of the main tourist districts of Music City. But quick work by the Metro officers assigned to the Entertainment District in downtown Nashville led to the apprehension of three teenagers. The teens were apprehended within minutes of the late Saturday night robbery. Police say the trio used a stolen pistol to rob the 28-year-old Murfreesboro man of his car keys, on the downtown side of the Singenthaler Pedestrian Bridge. This is WGNS News.
4: For an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, CapstarBank.com, Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.
5: Hello from the Rutherford County Library System, this is Amanda bringing you library news and events from our five branches around the county and what's going on at your library system. With recent announcements from the CDC and a nationwide relaxing of mask mandates and guidelines, patrons are no longer required to wear masks at library branches. Individuals with immune disorders and other at-risk conditions are strongly encouraged to use their best judgment when visiting the library. While RCLS will continue to offer many online classes and programs, many in-person and live events will return starting soon. Please check our calendar at rclstn.org and social media for a full list of virtual and in-person programming and events. Curbside service is still available Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at Limebaugh and Smyrna. The American Library Association, in collaboration with the Ukrainian Library Association, has announced the Ukraine Library Relief Fund to gather donations for the Ukrainian library community as they face the challenges of war. In cities and towns throughout Ukraine, dozens of libraries have been severely damaged or destroyed. Librarians have kept libraries open for as long as possible and are improvising to bring services to people. Kremena City Library offered services a couple of hours a week as street fighting raged, and in Kharkiv, a library was organized in the Metropolitan Transit System where families were taking shelter. In addition to the destruction and damage of libraries in the war zones, there are significant challenges serving people displaced by the fighting. Funds raised will help purchase computers, software, and other resources. Donations will also help support immediate repair needs such as glazing windows and repairing roofs damaged by bombings to keep libraries open. The ALA encourages librarians to work with friends groups, students, and others if interested in creating community fundraising efforts. Donations to the ALA's Ukraine Library Relief Fund can be made directly via credit card or by check made out to the American Library Association with a notation that it is for Ukraine. Please remember. All branches of Rutherford County Library System will be closed Monday, May 30th, in observance of Memorial Day. Now let's hear from Limeball Youth Services.
2: Arr, mateys!
3: This be Captain Katie Turner. Aye, and this be First Mate Emily Garrett.
2: We are so excited to bring you all the programs and performances we have planned for this year's summer reading program, Oceans of Possibilities. Registration starts Monday, May 23rd. You can sign up online or at your local library branch. Boss kickoff party will be Tuesday, May 31st from 10 a.m. to noon and will feature crafts, prizes, and ocean yoga brought to us by our favorite mermaid. Emily, I know our most frequent question from parents is,
3: when is story time coming back? Story times will return twice a week starting June 1st for those families with busy summer schedules. Join us on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. or Thursdays at 10 a.m. Katie, what else is on our summer reading schedule?
2: Our incredible performers will be with us in person every Tuesday at 10 a.m. I'm especially excited for our bilingual story time on June
3: 14th. That sounds like fun. My personal favorite is the Runaway Puppet Theater. What else is happening at Limeball?
2: On Wednesdays at 10 a.m., we'll do a deep dive into various STEM topics. STEM stands for science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. We'll take a closer look at conservation, buoyancy, and marine life with the help of some special guests. Another new program this year is our Read Aloud Book Club, which will meet Thursday afternoons at 4 p.m. We'll play games, make crafts, and discuss each chapter as we go. This club is intended for our older elementary
3: readers. To beat the summer heat, each Friday at 10 a.m. we'll show a G or PG rated movie in the children's programming space at Limebaugh. And don't forget everyone's favorite summer prize wheel, the Dewey Windwheel. Wheel. Every Monday, spin the wheel, check
2: out a non-fiction book from the section you land on, and get a prize.
3: Our tween and teen programming will be every Saturday at 2 p.m. Join Elizabeth for fun, crafts, an escape room, and an interactive movie. We're not allowed to advertise the name of the movie, but it's an 80s pirate movie featuring candy bars. Some of these events require advance registration, so please check our calendar for more details. Our annual Father-Daughter Tea Party
2: will be Saturday, June 18th from 10 a.m. to noon. This year's theme is mermaids and will feature story time with Ariel. Please register in advance for this event.
3: Limeball Library is a summer feeding site again this year. Children ages 0 to 18 may receive free lunch Monday through Friday, 10.30 to 11.30 a.m. from June 3rd through July 22nd.
2: Last but not least, we'd like to give a huge thank you to our Whale-Level sponsors for this year's Summer Reading Program. Putting together a program like this requires so many moving parts, and we are especially grateful to Beyond Aquatics, Dairy Queen,
3: Jamba Juice, and the Friends of Limeball Library for their generous support. Check out the Limeball Youth Services page on our website to view our Summer Reading Calendar, register for special events, to learn more about our upcoming programs. For more information about any of Linebaugh
2: Library's programs, please call 615-893-4131 extension 114 or visit us online at rclstn.org or on our Library System's Facebook page.
4: We hope to see you soon at Linebaugh! Hello, my name is Antoinette Van Zelm and I would like to invite you to become a member of the Friends of Linebaugh Library. The Friends supports our local libraries by sponsoring programming, helping with the purchase of equipment and technology, and recognizing the staff for a job well done. To join Friends, email us at borough at gmail.com or simply come by Limebaugh Myrtle Glanton Lord Library at Patterson Park, or the Technology Engagement Center to get a membership brochure. We look forward to your support. The Smyrna Public Library is grateful for the generous sponsor Love It Realty in Smyrna for supporting the Smyrna Public Library Storybook Walk for the month of May. The books visitors will enjoy reading in the Storybook Walk during May are I Love You Because I Love You by Moon Thie Van and Say Hello by Linda Davick. So make plans today to bring your young children and friends to enjoy the Smyrna Public Library Storybook Walk located on the Outdoor Greenway Trail encircling the library at 400 Enon Springs Road West in Smyrna. The Storybook Walk is open each day during daylight hours. For young writers, the Smyrna Public Library presents the Write Like a Poet program. Every second Saturday of the month at 11 o'clock a.m., kids between the ages of 8 to 12 will practice their creative writing skills with each other and with the library's youth services assistant, Mr. Danny. Visit each month to learn about and discuss different poets, genres of poetry, and poetry forms. We look forward to seeing you at Write Like a Poet! Hey kids! Get ready to participate in this year's summer reading program, Oceans of Possibility, at the Smyrna Public Library. In the month of June, join Miss Nicole and Mr. Danny for their regular programs of Silly Song and Dance and Family Storytime. The Smyrna Public Library will also host special presenters including a balloon artist, a bilingual storyteller, a magician, puppeteers, and more. It's going to be a fun summer and we have many books for you to borrow and read, so make sure to visit the Smyrna Public Library for exciting times of discovery during the Oceans of Possibility Summer Reading Program.
6: Have you ever wanted to print something at home and didn't have a printer to do so? Good news! Cloud printing is now available through the Technology Engagement Center and the Smyrna Public Library. You can now send prints to the library from your phone, laptop, or home computer. Visit the RCLS homepage on our website and scroll to the list of services at the bottom of the page. Follow the instructions on the cloud printing link for your branch you wish to send your print to. It's as easy as selecting your pickup branch, adding your email, and uploading your documents. Then you simply visit the selected branch to pick up your printed documents. The service is currently only available at the Smyrna Public Library and the Technology Engagement Center, but will be expanding soon.
7: This is Carol Gaddis from Limeball Library, and I'm here today with a new staff member, Kim Pickle. We're just going to talk about some of the events that are coming up, and because Kim is new, you know, she may not be aware, like maybe some of you, of all the great things we have going on at Limeball. How are you
4: today Kim? Kind of excited. Uh, I hear that there's an event actually coming up soon with June Hall McCash. A uh, book signing coming up.
7: Yeah and she's not just doing a book signing. This is an event that's sponsored by our friends of Lineball Library and they're calling it a friendly afternoon with June Hall McCash and it's going to be on Sunday May the 22nd at 3 p.m. in our conference room on the second floor. June McCash, you may not know, is a really famous local author. She's one of our uh, treasurers here in Murfreesboro, and she has a new book called The Truth Keeper that's been published by Mercer University Press. It really is, and it's a historical novel, and like many of her other works, it's based in the area of Jekyll Island, Georgia. The story is a 19th century story about Henri de Bignon and his wife and his longtime mistress. And there's a lot of interesting things that come about in this story as the family history is told. I'm definitely a
4: history lover myself, so that sounds very interesting.
7: Yeah, I think it will be a great event. And the friends are going to have light refreshments for everyone that comes to enjoy this time with June McCash. She has over 14 books that she's written and is an award-winning two-time winner of the Georgia Author of the Year Award. She holds a PhD in comparative literature from Emory University. Much of her academic career, she's taught at MTSU. She was my French professor when I took French at MTSU. So she is well loved and known by many here in our area. And you can always learn more about her by going to her website at com. So this event, like all of our events at Lineball, are free and open to the public. Definitely want to put that on my list of things to do. It sounds very interesting. I'm always looking for new authors. Yeah, she's a great one. And then we have two more uh, just book signings here at Lineball. We usually have one a month. So our May book signing got postponed a little bit because of of something that came up with Joseph Weber. So he's going to move his book signing to Thursday, May the 25th from 2 to 5 p.m. And he has written a book called The Wreck Emerged, and it's a fictionalized story of Air World Airlines Flight 94, which crashed on a flight from Chicago and London. And it looks really interesting because he comes with over 24 years in the U.S. Army, and so he has a very interesting background. He and his wife have just recently moved to Middle Tennessee, so we look forward to meeting him and getting his book. It's really interesting also, I know I come from a military family, so there might be a lot of people out there who want to come out for that book signing. Absolutely. And again, that is Thursday, May the 25th from 2 to 5. Then the next book signing we have is in June, and it's going to be June the 2nd from 10 to 1. And that is with Amanda Hope Haley. And it's also She has an amazing background, just like Joseph Weber's from the Army. She has a really interesting background in Hebrew (laughs) scripture and interpretation. She has a degree from Harvard in those subjects. And it is so amazing that now the books that she's writing for adults and children deal in that area. It's pretty cool. I know when I was a kid, I was definitely interested in archaeology. That was definitely a fascination, so
2: that should be very fun.
7: Yeah, I think it will be. And her children's book that she's going to have is called Copper Finds a Scroll. So I think that would be a really fun book for kids that are interested in archaeology. And then her latest book, which is a fourth in her new series of the red-haired archaeologist digs Israel. The whole series is called The Red-Headed Archaeologist. And I think, if I remember right, Amanda has red hair. So that is the connection there.
4: So you can
2: bring your your kids too? Yes. You've got a children's book, and then you've got something for mom
7: or dad. Absolutely. So I think it'll be great. Those are two great book signings that we have coming up in the coming week. We also have and you've probably seen them our master gardeners that are be back the first saturday in june to continue their really good gardening series And the topic this month is growing flowers and supporting pollinators.
2: Well, who doesn't need some information on that? I definitely don't have a green thumb, so.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and they're so good. They provide handouts and they'll answer questions. So you don't have to be a proficient in the garden. You can be a beginner, or if you just love gardening and you've done it all your life, it's still a fun time to connect with other people that are interested in gardening. So that's the first Saturday of the month. Now we have one more big event, Kim, in June, and just like the June McCash event, we have Grady E. that's going to be coming on Thursday, June the 7th at 7 p.m., and he has written a book and is going to present on the Boxwell Reservation, which is a scout camp many people that have done scouting have gone to boxwell i know my brothers have and so i think this will be a great talk on thursday june the 2nd at 7 p.m i know my husband actually when my son was younger went and did that trip and they just had a blast yeah his book is called for the good of the program a century of middle tennessee scouting at boxwell so boxwell just celebrated their centennial in 2021 And so EADS has had years now in researching the history of Boxville, looking at newspaper articles, doing personal interviews, looking at camp records, and I think, this book is going to be really interesting for people that love scouting and especially are interested in boxing. What in stories he has to tell back in the from the 20s, all the race through the uh, 2000s. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure he's going to talk about the changes, what happened in the early days to what is happening now in scouting. So a lot has gone on in those 100 years and I think he will be a very interesting speaker for us. And so just with the Grady Eads event, all our events at Limeball are free and open to the public. You don't have to have a library card to come. You just come and enjoy. So all these events are on our website at rclstn.org, and you can just click on our calendar and see what's coming up. What wonderful events are completely free. The library offers so much better, and a lot of people realize that. Yeah, absolutely. And what I like about the library is People come to us and say, you know, this is something I've done. Do you think people would be interested in hearing about it? And that's how many of our events take place. That's what happened with Grady Each. You know, he'd written a book and he said, I'd really like to film this. Illness. And I thought, you know what? our community would love more about scouting and the history of Box. So it's just like that. Our community is what brings wonderful events to us. So we're very happy to host them. It's been so good to talk with Kim. You too. Yeah, I hope this is giving you some info now that you know what's going on at Limeball and you can share it with patrons that come in but also hopefully the people today have learned something about what a lot of fun exciting events coming up it is and just one reminder for all of our rutherford county library system branches we will be closed on monday may 30th for memorial day have a great day
1: hey hello talking to you i bet you think that if you don't have a library card you can't come to library events I bet you also think that if you owe fines, you shouldn't darken the door of our libraries. And you know what I have to say to that? Wrong! You don't need to be fine-free or have a card to enjoy any of our library's events, and we can give you a card when you get here if you want one. Many of our services are also free. It's your library, in your community, in your county, and the vast majority of what we do is free and open to the public. And you're the public. So please, come in and check us out.
8: It's Kathleen from the Technology Engagement Center. We are located at 306 Minerva Drive in Murfreesboro, right next to Hobgood Elementary School. We still have computer classes at the Smyrna Public Library and the Tech in May and June. The Tech also has a beginning programming class in May. Check the program calendar on our website for dates and times. If you have a suggestion for future class topics, please let us know. The Tech has a new story time. We'll read stories and make crafts to teach about nature, art, technology, science, space, travel, and everything hiding beneath the ocean. Come by and see us every Monday at four. We're very excited to offer science on the patio again. It was so popular last summer we have brought it back for a longer run every week in June and July. The staff have some cool ideas that go along with the summer reading theme of Oceans of Possibilities. Come to the patio and join in the fun. All ages are welcome and all materials are provided. Do remember, these library events are free and open to the public.
5: The Rutherford County Library System comprises six branches and a bookmobile throughout Rutherford County, including Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Eagleville, Patterson Park, the Technology Engagement Center, and the newly opened Historical Research Center. Remember, all RCLS events are free and open to the public unless otherwise stated. For a list of all the events you heard here today and for more information, please call 615-893-4131 or visit
4: rclstn.org. CBS News Special Report. President Biden and the First Lady traveled to Buffalo today to meet with the families of the victims of Saturday's supermarket shooting. White House spokeswoman Corrine Jean-Pierre.
0: They will comfort the families of the 10 people whose lives were senselessly taken in this horrific shooting. And they will express gratitude for the bravery of members of law enforcement and other
4: first responders. We are learning more about the 18-year-old suspect. Police say he was intent on killing black people. Correspondent Jerica Duncan has details from Buffalo.
5: A CBS News source says the shooter wrote a lengthy online post where he described himself as a white supremacist. He even scouted out the supermarket in early March and visited the day before the shooting.
4: Police say the gunman had plans to target other locations. Again, 10 people killed in that attack. CBS News Special Report. I'm Deborah Rodriguez.